Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is April 8th and Birju Janata Dal leader Pinaki Mishra said that in a meeting with leaders of opposition and other parties, Prime Minister Narendra Modi made it clear that the nationwide lockdown will not be lifted in one go after it ends on April 14th. As India enters the so-called make or break week, the number of confirmed coronavirus cases have crossed the 5000 mark. As of 8 a.m. today, it stands at 5149. The number of casualties currently at 149 registered the biggest jump so far with 25 deaths in the last 12 hours. The center, which is mulling extending the 3 week lockdown beyond April 14th, is preparing to ramp up testing efforts and take a decision depending on the outbreak's trajectory after April 10th. According to the Indian Express, with the number of coronavirus cases showing a steady rise, the government is considering several requests of several states to continue the lockdown. Maharashtra, which is among the worst affected states with over 1000 cases, reported 60 new infections today, taking the total number to 1078. Among the new cases, 44 have been found in Mumbai, 9 in Pune, 4 in Nagpur and 1 each in Ahmednagar, Akola and Buldhana. The state has so far reported 64 deaths. Fresh cases were also reported in Rajasthan, Himachal Pradesh, Gujarat and Andhra Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh's chief secretary has announced that coronavirus hotspots across 15 districts of Uttar Pradesh will be sealed till April 15th. He said that the sealing will begin at midnight, assuring that 100% home delivery of essential items will take place in these areas. The list includes Lucknow, Gautam Buddh Nagar, Ghaziabad, Meerut, Agra, Shamli and Saharanpur. In Kashmir, tight curbs are in place on the occasion of Shab-e-Barat. In view of the prevailing health situation, Srinagar's district magistrate Shahid Iqbal Chaudhary has issued an order prohibiting all sorts of religious gatherings and public movement on the occasion of Shab-e-Barat in the city. With the Tablighi Jamaat gathering in the capital last month emerging as a COVID-19 hotspot, Many Muslim leaders across sects have issued a joint appeal asking members of the community to refrain from any kind of fraternizing or physical congregation on Shab-e-Barat. Meanwhile in Karnataka, a day after Chief Minister BS Yadurappa warned people against making divisive statements against the Muslim community, his political secretary and MLA MP Renukacharya said that the Tablighi Jamaat members who attended the New Delhi event last month should be shot dead if they evade the COVID-19 tests. He alleged that they are not visiting hospitals for checkups despite repeated appeals. An assistant sub-inspector with Delhi Traffic Police tested positive for coronavirus. Delhi Police in a statement said he was tested last week after he complained of COVID-19 symptoms. His report came on April 7th and he was shifted to Ames. The center meanwhile has asked the states and the union territories to involve a stringent law to punish those indulging in hoarding and black marketing of essential commodities. saying such acts can't be ruled out due to the loss of production and labor crisis in gujarat a 14 month old boy is likely to be india's youngest covid-19 victim he passed away in the jamnagar district on tuesday around 8 pm following kidney and liver failure as well as sepsis the supreme court today said that the covid-19 test should be conducted for free at private labs and it would soon pass an appropriate order in this regard A bench of justices Ashok Bhushan and S Ravindra Bhatt also directed the central government to ensure that private labs do not charge exorbitant fees from the public for the COVID-19 tests. 
It suggested the center create an effective mechanism for reimbursement from the government for these tests. According to the International Labour Organization or the ILO, approximately 400 million Indians employed in the informal sector are at risk of slipping deeper into poverty. In a report by the ILO, it has described the pandemic as the worst global crisis since the Second World War. The report also detailed how the coronavirus will affect the world, revealing that the crisis is already impacting tens of millions of informal sector workers and will further put around 2 billion people at risk. The report states that this trend will be mostly seen in developing economies. Globally, the coronavirus pandemic will likely impact 195 million full-time jobs or about 6.7% of working hours in the second quarter of 2020. Now, an appeal to you, dear listener. The coronavirus pandemic has pushed our world into a multi-dimensional crisis. Besides the grave health emergency, the economies around the world are slumping. Media outlets are already bearing the brunt of this. Two major national papers have already announced pay cuts for their employees in India. An influential daily in Maharashtra has given the pink slip to more than a dozen employees. The stated reason for most of this is the circulation dip. But there is also advertising. If the private sector cannot generate revenue, it will stop advertising in newspapers. If the government channels most of its resources to fighting the pandemic, the large front-page portraits of our PM that we see so often will also go. But at outlets like News Laundry, we rely on the reader and the listener, not the advertiser. So we can structurally bypass this growing crisis in the media. But it's more important than ever to remind you that our sole reliance as an independent media outlet is on you. So do consider supporting independent media houses like ours by subscribing to us. You can go to www.newslaundry.com and click on the subscribe button on the top right hand corner of the website. Our cheapest subscription costs only rupees 300 a month. So pay to keep news free and subscribe to News Laundry. Now, some updates from around the world. Changing his stand on the export of hydroxychloroquine from India, US President Donald Trump has praised Prime Minister Modi and India's handling of the coronavirus pandemic saying that the US bought more than 29 million hydroxychloroquine stocks from India. He said that PM Modi was great when he sought his help, since he allowed the sale of the anti-malaria drug to treat the growing number of COVID-19 patients in America. The US suffered its deadliest day of the coronavirus pandemic yet, with nearly 2,000 deaths between Tuesday and Wednesday. According to NBC News, the death toll now stands at 12,839. The Chinese city of Wuhan, The original epicenter of the outbreak has ended its 11-week lockdown earlier today. The city celebrated with a colourful light show, but residents will be tracked by smartphone apps to prove they are healthy and haven't mixed with anyone infected with the coronavirus. In London, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson spent his second night stable in an intensive care unit. 786 people have died in the last 24 hours in UK taking the death toll in the country beyond 6,000. Spain has reported 757 deaths in the past 24 hours, a slight increase from the 743 deaths reported a day earlier. The virus has now claimed 14,555 lives in the country, while more than 146,000 people have tested positive. Japan declared a state of emergency amid a spike of coronavirus cases, as Singapore began a partial lockdown and other countries extended stay-at-home orders to curb the spread of the disease. There's bad news coming out of France, 
which has become the fourth country to register more than 10,000 deaths due to the coronavirus. The French economy shrank the most since the Second World War in its first quarter, and the outlook for the rest of the year is souring significantly amid the confinement to limit the spread of the coronavirus, according to the Bank of France. The central bank's estimate of a six percent slump is the largest indicator of the severity of the shock to European economies from a simultaneous collapse in demand and supply. Such a GDP drop from one quarter to the next is comparable only to the 5.3 percent drop recorded around the student strikes in France in 1968. Like INSEE, the country's statistics agency, the Bank of France had to change its way of measuring to try to get a grasp. On the tumult created in the economy, it used high-frequency data, which includes car transactions and requests for unemployment benefits, to corroborate the results of its monthly survey of 8,500 businesses. In France's industry, the sharpest declines in activity were in the automotive and machine-making sectors, while hotels and restaurants were the hardest hit in services. Overall, the central bank said that the loss of activity in one week of confinement. Is around 32 percent. INSEE had estimated this earlier at 35 percent. The Supreme Court today granted a week's time to civil rights activist Gautam Navlakha to surrender to prison authorities in the Elgar Parishad case, stating this as the last opportunity with no further extension. The order said that it would have been appropriate for the accused to surrender as the courts are open and are not totally closed. However, since the petitioners have enjoyed the protection for long. By way of a last opportunity, the apex court extended the time granted to surrender for one week. Civil rights activist Gautam Navlakha and Anil Teltumbade had filed a plea seeking more time to surrender to prison authorities in the Elgar Parishad case citing the coronavirus pandemic. They had argued that going to jail at the time of the COVID-19 virus is virtually a death sentence. The duo's lawyer argued that both the accused are above the age of 65. And going to prison at this time is not safe for them in wake of the spread of the pandemic. Opposing the plea, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta called it a mechanism to buy time, and that both the accused are facing serious charges. Navlakhal Tel Tumbre are charged under various sections of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or the UAPA, and are accused of being part of the Elgar Parishad event held in Pune on December 31, 2017. India's largest low-cost carrier Indigo said that its international operations are suspended until April 30th. In a tweet, the airline informed its customers that the money spent towards flight booking will be available in their account in the form of a credit shell. The validity of the credit shell is one year from the date of issuance. Indigo said that it is a credit note created against a cancelled PNR to be used for a future booking with the airline for the same passenger. The airline has clarified that if a customer's flight is suspended until April 14th, a credit shell would have automatically been created by Indigo against their PNR. In case a customer cancels a booking for travel up to April 30th, they can create a credit shell from the edit booking section on the airline's website. Airline services have been suspended across the country owing to the 21-day nationwide lockdown by the central government to reduce the spread of the novel coronavirus. In a Supreme Court mandated exercise to decongest prisons on account of the pandemic, police and prison authorities in Karnataka have granted bail to 636 under trials and parole to 1379 convicts across Karnataka over the last week. 636 under trials and parole to 1379 convicts 
across Karnataka over the last week. This was done in consultation with the state's legal services authority. Since March 26, when the exercise began, prison officials have also moved 235 prisoners from congested Vijayapura and Mysore central prisons to other prisons as measures to protect prisoners from coronavirus. However, out of the 2015 granted release from jails, as many as 23 under trials and 215 convicts have chosen not to leave prison on account of the stiff release conditions. Karnataka's Director General of Police, Alok Mohan, also warned of growing unrest in prisons on account of the lockdown. There are a total of nearly 10,000 prisoners in 9 central jails in Karnataka, 3,500 in 21 district jails and over 900 in 26 sub-jails in the state. The Bengaluru Central Prison is one of the most congested with 4,881 prisoners, including more than 3,500 under trials. So far, 100 prisoners have been released from the Bengaluru Central Prison alone. The Bombay High Court has directed the central and the state government to grant permission to a Pune man to travel to Lanka, a town in Assam by road, to attend the final rites of his father who passed away there on April 5th. The man, Bini Dholani, had written a letter to the Chief Justice and the Directorate General of the Civil Aviation seeking permission to fly from Pune to Guwahati by any cargo flight or other available flight to attend and perform last rites, being the only son of the deceased. The petitioner's father passed away at Lanka in Assam after suffering a heart attack. On the same day, he wrote to the court in view of interstate movements being restricted by virtue of nationwide lockdown and sought to make necessary arrangements to enable him to reach Assam from Pune by flight. The court directed the man to seek necessary permissions from the authorities and directed the man's letter to be converted into a writ petition. It also said that the petitioner is directed to convey the route that he intends to take to reach Lanka so that the authorities would be aware of the points of entry and exits in the states through which he would pass. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. Remember, stay at home, stay safe and stay preoccupied despite everything. We'll see you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.